Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. We are in the middle of a sermon series on the Lord's Prayer. Pastor Justin has led us through the beginning of the prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'll be talking about the next line this morning, give us this day our daily bread. We'll explore the theology of the Christian church's interpretation of these words, which is a great opportunity because though we say it on a daily basis, we may rarely ever study it. The Gospels of Matthew and Luke use the Greek word epiosion, which we have translated to daily. A better translation, rather than daily, might be that which is essential. Give us today the bread that we need to exist. Give us today the bread that we need to exist. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This morning's gospel reading picks up with the disciples asking Jesus to perform a miracle so that they can have proof and can believe that he is the son of God. Then they reference God sending manna to the Israelites who are wandering in the desert as if Jesus, a part of the Trinitarian God, wasn't there. And maybe Jesus just needs some ideas of what a good miracle looks like. You've heard of mansplaining. This is disciple-splaining. And here is the context. If you have a Bible, you'll see the stories that precede our gospel reading in John 6 are both stories of miracles. The miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and the miracle of Jesus walking on water. That's just what has happened. The disciples see the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and the miracle of Jesus walking on water. And then they go to sleep. And then the next day, they ask Jesus for a miracle so that they can believe he is the son of God. The disciples are ostentatious enough to give Jesus a suggestion of their preferred miracle. But don't we sometimes do the same? This morning I saw forsythia blossoms, a bush of last week, what was brown sticks, and then they've busted out in these bright yellow blossoms without even a green leaf on them. And it was glowing in the sun of this early spring morning like the miracle it is. And yet some days I can be audacious enough to ask for a bush in flames like Moses was given while I turn a blind eye to the sign right in front of me. Let's read about the manna in the desert that the disciples reference. 
This is from Exodus chapter 16, verses 14 through 21. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the desert surface were thin flakes, as thin as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is this? They didn't know what it was. Moses said to them, this is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Collect as much of it as each of you can eat. One omer, that measurement equals about two quarts. One omer per person. You may collect for the number of people in your household. The Israelites did, as Moses said, some collecting more, some less. But when they measured it out by the omer, the ones who had collected more had nothing left over. And the ones who had collected less had no shortage. Everyone collected just as much as they could eat. Moses said to them, don't keep any of it until morning. But they didn't listen to Moses. Some kept part of it until morning, but it became infested with worms and stank. Moses got angry with them. Every morning they gathered it, as much as each person could eat. But when the sun grew hot, it melted away. The Israelites were hungry, and God sent them manna. Manna, the word manna, literally means what is it. Manna gets its name from the people's failure to recognize it for what it is. So maybe... I, alongside my Forsythia bush, am in good company with God's people. What is it? God's people were asked to take just what they needed for a day, their daily bread, that which is essential. Imagine if all that I hoarded, all that I kept that was more than essential to my survival was infested with worms and stank tomorrow. Imagine how that would teach me generosity. How might this story of manna in the desert shift the way that you pray, give us this day our daily bread? Will you recognize the bread for which you ask God? Will you gather only what you need, what is essential for your survival? Let us move together back into the gospel lesson. The disciples asked, what miraculous sign will you do that we can see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus told them, I assure you, it wasn't Moses who gave the bread from heaven to you, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. The bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said, Sir, give us this bread all the time. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus works to shift their desire for a sign to the sign. 
for their desire of a miracle to the miracle. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. The disciples are talking about literal bread, and Jesus has elevated it to a metaphor of the spiritual life. In the Gospel of John, there is not Holy Communion at the Last Supper. Instead, Jesus washes their feet and gives them a new commandment to love one another. We'll read those passages on Monday, Thursday. Monday, meaning a commandment. John intends for his readers to think about bread and wine of Holy Communion here in chapter 6. Our gospel reading today, Jesus is the bread of life today for you at this table. God's grace through the action of the Holy Spirit is here in this Holy Communion. It is food for your soul. Living in faithfulness and growing in holiness requires constant sustenance. This table is open to you, offered to you by Jesus Christ, the bread of life. I say the Lord's Prayer is part of my prayer practice. I say it several times a day, every day of the week. And it can feel quite lonely to have all this we language and yet only hear my voice saying those words, Our Father, give us our daily bread. My fix for this happens each Sunday. When we get to the Lord's Prayer in service, I close my eyes and I drop my voice and I listen to y'all. I memorize the sound of this congregation praying in unison, and I memorize that sound and I carry it with me into the week. So each time I pray the Lord's Prayer, it's recalling the sound of the body of Christ, of your voices in prayer together. And with this, I can better say that we language. I can remember all week when I'm praying alone that in actuality we are in prayer together. Give us this day our daily bread. We have read about the physical nourishment that God gave the Israelites, and we've read about the spiritual nourishment that Jesus offers us. Now I want to read from the letter of James to the Christian community to understand the theology around the we language. James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17 read, My brothers and sisters, what good is it if people say they have faith but do nothing to show it? Claiming to have faith can't save anyone, can it? Imagine a brother or sister who is naked and never has enough food to eat. What if one of you said, Go in peace, stay warm, have a nice meal. What good is it if you don't actually give them what their body needs? In the same way, faith is dead when it doesn't result in faithful activity. Faith is dead when it doesn't result in faithful activity. 
The monastic tradition of St. Benedict uses the phrase ora et labora, pray and work. Ora et labora, pray and work. It's much like breathing, in and out, in and out, pray and work, pray and work. James reminds us that faith is not only the inward love of God, but it also includes the outward love of neighbor. Give us this day our daily bread. When we who have more than enough pray, give us this day our daily bread, the emphasis should be on the us and our. We are praying for those who struggle, and when we have more than enough to eat, we are praying, use me and others so that all of us may eat. Church, last year you grew over 800 pounds of food in your giving garden, all for donation to table, which feeds hungry children in this area. Just yesterday, our confirmation class planted potatoes in that garden so that they'll be harvested this summer. University United Methodist Church, you have a long history of stocking local food pantries through your Project 5000 donations. Your generosity provides that which is essential to folks in need of nourishment. I'm grateful to know what it sounds like to hear this congregation pray on a Sunday. Give us this day our daily bread. And I'm grateful to see that prayer in action. Let us pray and get to work. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you, and we hope to see you soon.